Chef David Chang and the members of the Recipe Club sift through millions of search results to find the very best way to make the food you want to eat. Each week, they cook three recipes for the same dish, debate them, and ultimately declare the winning recipe. Check out Recipe Club on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by fan favorite, Bachelor Party favorite, I think seemingly Bachelor Nation favorite, Bree Springs. <laughs> Bree, welcome to the pod. How are you? Juliette, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really yeah. excited that we got to make this work. Me um, too. On Bachelor Party. Thank you for doing this. I'm a little pissed that you went on Nick's podcast first. I don't I don't know if he feels competitive with oh, me, but I feel competitive like, with him. <laughs> he like beeline. That was the first podcast <laughs> I had set up. And and I had um so honestly, like I didn't really like I didn't listen to his podcast like prior to the show, but all my friends were like, Green, Nick keeps talking about you. Like he, he says he's gonna have you on the podcast. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess I'm going on the podcast. And I he's did. got he's got the inside line. Um as yeah. a as a yeah. former lead. But um, how have you been enjoying the I mean, I guess it's been, let's see, today's April 22nd. So it's been five weeks about since the show yeah. ended. Yeah. How, how has it been the last five weeks? Wow. So relieved to have that show over. Um, I never thought I'd be relieved to um, not want to see myself on television anymore. But like once it finished and once it was over, I was so happy. And I feel like Interesting. Life, life has been really, really good after after the show. Where are you living currently? Okay. So currently I'm visiting my friends in New York. Oh, apartments this week. Cool. Uh, I'm in New York too. You're in New York. We're probably right up the street from each other. I'm in Alita. Oh, cool. I'm in Park Slope. So not that close, (laughs) but not that far. (laughs) Not that far. Um, but no, so I've actually been staying with my family in Houston. Um, the show since I got back from the show. Nice. Do you miss San Francisco? Um, I miss the people in San Francisco. I don't really miss San Francisco. I think it was yeah. really like high time for me to get out whenever mm. I did. Um, yeah, it's a great city. I actually, like, I love the city and it'll be good to visit, but I don't miss it like in a living capacity. Uh-huh. I live there and I feel similarly great place to visit. Not a good place to live. Agreed. Couldn't agree I found more, it too so. small. I think the East Bay seems like a great place to raise a family. Like I, I would love to like be a cool Berkeley mom, yeah. but, um, like if you could ever afford that, but I, I don't think it's like a great place to like be in your twenties. You're right though. It is so small. And people are always like San Francisco is so small. Like be careful. You'll run into people. My first day that I moved to San Francisco, I ran into like two people that I went to high yeah. school with and the person I went to college with. And I was like, Whoa, this is really small. Like it if is. you're trying to avoid anyone in SF, you can't. Yeah, I know. It's like good good luck. Also, I was just like, I don't want to wake up on Saturday and like make granola and brew beer and like go for a bike ride. Those aren't my activities. So I don't (laughs) think I belong here. (laughs) That's so funny because whenever quarantine happened, it forced me that I went bike riding across the bridge. I was like hiking in Tennessee Valley. I was doing all these things that I wouldn't normally do. Um, Yeah. I mean, New York City is like probably much more of my speed. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, welcome to New York and the words of Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) 
So you went on The Bachelor. Had you watched the show before? I watched Pilot Pete season. And Why? Okay. I, because that was the first season that I had watched. Oh. Like that was my introduction to The Bachelor. But like, I did you, did you watch with friends? Like what was the, what I watched was the with vibe? friends and you know what I had to, I watched it because everyone at work was talking about it. So I was like, all right, if I want to get in with my coworkers, I've got to watch The Bachelor. Like we, I have to have something to talk about with everyone. Um, so that's how it all started. We'd have like bachelor Monday nights at my apartment in SF. My friends and I would do like charcuterie boards and watch Mm -hmm. it every Monday. And I was like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. (laughs) And then did you make a tape? Did someone nominate you? How'd you end up on the show? My best friend nominated me to go on the show. And I was like, sure. Okay. Like I'll go on the show got an email from a producer and I thought my coworkers were playing a joke on me. It turns out it wasn't a joke. And they were like, you should entertain it. Why not for fun? Like, and yes. I was so goofy with my interview. Like, I think my, my video that I submitted was a video of me playing Oculus, like yeah. Facebook's Oculus. And so I was like, look at me. Like I love Oculus. <laughs> just being like a dweeb. And very Facebook of you. <laughs> did not think that it would actually go far, but then it did. And I started seriously considering it. Wow. Um, did you know that Matt worked, it was going to be the bachelor when you applied or did you yes. think it was someone else? Got it. I did. I knew, I knew it was going to be him at this point. That's why my friend nominated me. She's like, I'm nominating you. Like this guy's cute. And I was like, yeah, he's cute. Cute. Okay. Understatement. Very attractive. Yeah. Very, I mean, <laughs> I said, the most handsome man I've ever seen. So directly in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> He really is so handsome. It's like kind of ridiculous. And he's so tall. I think I haven't met him in person, but like people like that just like stand out in the room. Yeah. So tall. Like, did you see yeah. us standing up? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, seemed like a, like a one foot discrepancy at least. <laughs> I mean, it definitely was. I'm only five two. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he's allegedly six, four. I believe it. He looks like a true yeah, six, four. I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so are you traumatized from the experience? Like, how are you feeling? That's a great question. No, I'm not traumatized. I'm it's not a very, traumatized. it's a very leading question. I apologize. It, no, it was, you know what? I think despite how crazy it was, like how crazy of a roller coaster it was, I mean, it really turned out, at least for me, the best way that it could turn out for a contestant in that situation. Um, I mean, I guess what I mean by that is like, I didn't end up with him in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that was for the best. And, you know, I was able to walk away with really great, amazing friendships, women that I would have never met. Yeah. I say that, but like, I really hope that's not true, but women that these particular women that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Um, so I walked away from it feeling like really good. Right. And that's that's great. All of the controversy, like I didn't get swallowed on all of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I was happy. I think you were able to walk away. I don't want to say like unscathed because I don't really think that like anyone came off really badly. Yeah. Except for like the obvious Victoria, Anna, Rachel, (laughs) Um, yeah. I think those three, obviously very problematic, but I, I do wonder, like, as you, did you watch the show back as it was on? Yes, I did. Yeah. That's tough. Were you, what was your reaction to the quote unquote, the edit that you got? Yeah. I, I can't say that it wasn't me. I mean, it was very, very much free, mm-hmm. um, minding our own business, like was really there for love. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I didn't, that's, I didn't mind that. I thought that's exactly how I was. I did. I was very quiet in the house, the hotel, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, definitely like made friends, made connections, really, really, really enjoyed getting to know Matt. Um, it was very reflective of my time there for me, like through the mm-hmm. lens of three on the show. Yeah. Interesting. So there, was there anything that happened for you over the course of the show with matters in general that you're like shocked didn't make it on to the, the final edit. I mean, I guess just more of like our conversations, right? Well, like I was Matt, so Matt didn't really have conversations on the show. That was one of the major problems no. of the season. Like, like we knew nothing about him. It was very frustrating. Nothing about him. And I mean, I get it. I get why there's a show where you have to like show the entertaining parts. There are more storylines that are more entertaining to people. Um, but I thought we had a really, really great conversations. Like he wasn't, he didn't always say thank you for sharing that. <laughs> like he had more to say. <laughs> Otherwise, let me tell you, I would have been out of that hotel, <laughs> out of the Nimicolin. Um, so that, I mean, that was like kind of a bummer to watch back is like, I just like spilled my heart out to you. And he just said, thanks for sharing that. I mean, yeah. I will he said a lot more to where I was like, okay, you do like me. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. 
when when you told him about um your relationship with your father and just sort of the story of you know your relationship with your mother and your grandmother yeah did you plan on that night telling him or was it just something that came up naturally it was something that really came up that came up naturally. I mean, I know it was a a topic of conversation that I wanted to have because I knew that an engagement was coming up was Mm -hmm. like right around the corner. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, if I'm doing this, how I want to do it. And in that moment, I was like, this feels like something I want to share. And if I think like, there are a lot of conversations about like our dads and our upbringings that were not shared. Like I, for example, I shared with Matt that I was the first woman in my family to not be a teen mom. And he was the first man in his family to not go to prison. So those are wow. like really big yeah. um, moments for us that like people are like, wow, like, or I think people would have been like, wow, but also probably not something that a lot of bachelor nation can relate to. So, but that's why I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but that's like, well, to yeah. me, I'm like, that would have been awesome to hear about because, you know, with, with Matt, Rachel and I talked about this on the pod, the episode with his, when he did have his father come, and without any context of knowing about his dad, and they just portrayed him in, in this very stereotypical light of absentee yeah. father coming back. Even just knowing a little bit more about Matt's relationship with his father and and what his dad has been through, because like maybe there were there's a lot going on for his dad that would have explained or, or not even explained, but just like give you more information to accept this or to like to take it in would have been yes. so valuable. And like I found that immensely frustrating. And when you, when you shared that your mother had you and she was a teenager and, and how it was like scary that she was having another kid, I don't want to put a word words in your mouth, but when you oh, said yeah. she, she's having another child, like, I was like, that's like a yeah. huge deal. Like, it's like, a, that's like, yeah. just like, you know, that's just like family stuff is really intense regardless of your, what your family is. And it's just like, it was so frustrating to me that there wasn't like more substance to, to you and to Matt, because I was like, you you can tell there's really interesting people there. And I wish we had gotten to hear more from you about your experience and, as a human. Julia, I could talk about that all freaking <laughs> day. But, Don't get me started. Well, like, yeah. I mean, there was so much more context that I think would have been, would have given the audience like more, like just deeper backgrounds about us, like a deep dive into who we really were and why we were there on the show. Right. Um, they don't have a lot of time. I, again, I don't know what they're, I, well, I do know what their audience looks like. I know what their audience looks like and they yeah. know what their audience looks like and they know what's going to resonate well. And that's exactly what they did. They took what they knew and they did what they always do. Yeah. Um, that was the unfortunate part. Like I would say that part of my experience was the one that went south. Like that was like the tra- traumatizing experience was thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, given that this was the first Black Bachelor, that they were really going to dive into the diversity of the love stories on the show. Like in my mind, it was like a, it was a big um, like transition from what people have typically seen on the show of like, here's your white bachelor, here's your white contestant, like here's their lives, here's how their lives like intertwine and how it's viewed on the show or where I'm coming from and my life and my experience and upbringing in maths is very different and people don't see that. So I'm like, that was a big disappointment that people couldn't see the, the difference, like the dynamic yeah. in our lives and our experiences. But, um, I, <laughs> I thought it was a big deal that you talked about how your mom was white passing. Cause yeah. I, I think that's a concept that most people don't think about, don't know about. And I thought it was like really meaningful to introduce it in such a, a mainstream way. So I thought that was really cool. And I ad- admired just the way that you talked about your family. I thought that was really interesting and really valuable. Yeah. And my mom too. So my mom, cause my mom's Persian and right. uh, she's, she's white passing and she, she always grew up though with um, people of color in her life. So like all of my, like all of her friends, our surroundings, like it was all people of color, black people, um, Latinx communities. I was like, that, that was the community that I grew up in. That was what my mom grew up in. So to her, it was like very much like my child is black. Mm-hmm. I'm white passing, but like, I'm going to raise my child as black. Cause that's what she is. Um, and also just her acknowledging that she is white passing and it's, it's going to be different. Like I remember yeah. some, I had a friend one time be like, or say like your mom, I saw a picture of you and your mom. And I couldn't tell if you guys were friends or if you were sisters or what, because I was like, she's so white. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we, yeah, she's very, <laughs> that's very much how she operates in this world. 
So, yeah. It's just a really different perspective that like, but that I thought was valuable because this show was trying to, and, and I think most people would say failed, but was trying to have a more con- constructive conversation about race and a, and a more, um, a more representative picture yeah. of race in America. And I, and I do think the kind of like the concept of passing is one thing that you may or may not identify as is just like really, you know, uh, something that a lot of white people aren't familiar with because they don't have to think about it. So I thought it was a, a big deal to talk about it. So I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause that, I mean, that is like, I think that's the biggest important thing to take away is like, while my mom identifies as this, this is how she operates. And yeah. So big, and there's a big difference. Yeah. How was the experience for her of going on the show? I think she was happy. I mean, good. (laughs) My mom looked, my mom looked, she spoke, she like, she had a way bigger and better TV personality and presence than I did. And I was like, wow. I was she had great hair. If I recall correctly, great waves, hair, great skin. I was like, how is she? She's freaking natural. (laughs) You should have been on this show. She should have been on the show. She still can. They're trying to do an older bachelor. I don't know. I think you, I think you said she's married, but, or she might have yeah, a partner she's, she's now. Engaged. Yeah. She's engaged as a family. She's not leaving that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you'll know someone else. Um, how did you end up with a best friend also named Brie? Wow. How did I, I mean, that's crazy. I don't know. We met just we happened met school and just happened. We were walking by each other. She was like, Oh, it's your name. I was like, Brie. She was like, Oh my God, that's my name too. And we became best friends. <laughs> Where did you go to school? In San Diego, University oh. of San Diego. Oh, cool. Okay, that's fun. It was fun. That's what I've heard. That's cool. What's that <laughs> district called? The lamp something? Oh. Gaslighter? Gas lamp. Gas, Gas lamp. Yeah. Right. I heard, I've heard that. I'm down there, but that's, okay. that's where all the partying took place. Right. I'm pretty anti-San <laughs> Diego. I have a lot of strong opinions on cities that I only know medium well. I think it's like kind of fun, but also really not a lot to do. I'm very anti San Diego because I've lived there and it's so laid back. I was just explaining this to someone, but it's like what I've heard of people call it is it's San Diego has Peter Pan syndrome, mm. meaning nobody ever grows up. And that's like a perfect way that I can encompass a city like San Diego is like when you're there, like you want to be the same age for the rest of your life. Like right. you want to go out, you want to get the bars, you want to, you want to surf, you want to do all these things that like real adults don't do. Um, it's, it's a really great, um, place to vacation. So a lot of people have vacation homes there. Right, right, right. It's like, it was way too slow for me. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's talk about some of the uh, thornier stuff that's happened in the last few months. So 
When did you become aware of Rachel Kirk Connell's um, social media that then got a lot of attention? The day that it, I mean, I think the day same in the same time that everyone else became aware of it. Like, so do the, you read Reddit or like someone send it to you? Like, how'd you find out? TikTok. Uh, oh, I, right. That girl on TikTok. I uh, about yeah. It. I found that circulating on, on TikTok. And then from there, it was just like domino effect. Like anything, any, anything got posted. It Right. 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 I'm, I'm not TikTok literate. So I forget that that's like how a lot of people get information. Um, <laughs> or were you and, on Reddit? That's actually the only place that I hadn't been on was Reddit. I saw it on Reddit. Yeah. I, I read Reddit. During when the show was on, it's like I like morph into like a just like a, a lurker of, of The Bachelor. It's, yeah. it's embarrassing, <laughs> but you know, it just comes with the job, I guess. Yeah. Um, you just gotta go with it. Um, did you reach out to her? Did she reach out to you when you saw that? Like, what was the conversation like? Yeah, I, I actually, I FaceTimed her because I was like, shoot, she's probably getting so many text messages. And I was like, let me just FaceTime her to check in on her. And that's when she responded and she, well, she did respond after the FaceTime. She was like, life's been so crazy. Um, it's been so challenging. I'll call you back. And then I never heard from her again until after we filmed after the final rose. Mm. So months, what months? Month, yeah. A couple months, months had months, gone yeah. by. Um, so we didn't speak during the process of any of this airing and all of this controversy taking place. Had you been friends in the house? Yeah. We, yeah, we were friends because we both made it so far. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we had a really good friendship and, and I've, I've expressed this to her too. Like I was really disappointed that she didn't reach out, not to apologize, but more so to acknowledge the situation, especially because mm-hmm. I reached out to check in. So it was unfortunate or disappointing to me rather that that same, like the, it wasn't reciprocated, um, that same mutual respect and yeah that you have for a friend. But I think she had a lot going on and she's, she's redeemed herself <laughs> since. Do you uh, feel that she has? I, I think she, I think she has taken the steps too. Like, honestly, I don't know that she's doing it in the wrong way. I mean, from what she's told me, it's like, she's just, she wants to listen. She wants mm-hmm. to listen. She wants to know of these things. And I've been like very blunt and upfront with her about like, why I feel disappointed, why it was sad not to hear from her, um, where I think, you know, if this happens again, like this is how I would handle it. So I think in the, in that sense, like, I think she's actually, she actually is taking the steps to do better and listen and grow. And I can only hope that it, that it continues and that she continues to put her best foot forward. Yeah. Van Lathan and I, um, talked about this right after the finale where it's just sort of like, it's good to see people trying and to like learn, but it's also just sort of like, Van made this point. It's like, what you really have to do is be a human who, who talks to people that you might not talk to in your regular circle. And it's sort of like, it really, it really bugged me when she Instagrammed Emmanuel Lacho's book with her green juice. Cause I was just like, that's not quote doing the work close quote. Like I was just like, that's not it. And I actually, it's not going to become evident to me on Instagram that you have changed, you know, like there are other ways that you make it clear. And here's the thing too, is like, I'm a really big, um, I'm not going to say advocate or in any way, but I'm a strong believer, disbeliever in performative social media activism. Like I felt, and if I'm being totally honest, like, like during the show, because a lot of this stuff started happening during the show and even the Capitol riot was on January 6th, right after the show, someone a white contestant called me out for not posting about the Capitol riot. And I was in my mind, I was so frustrated because I personally don't take to Instagram to do my activism because that's not how I'm learning. That's not how I'm growing. So I don't believe that that's how other people are. Um, but it's working for people. I guess. So, I mean, honestly, the only, the way that I'm looking at it is if her followers are looking at this, like looking at her doing this, that's all I care about. I care That's about true. her followers still following her through this experience and through this journey. So to right. me, it's like the least that she can do is right. post this and share this to her followers and her audience, like who's listening and watching. 
That's true. It's like, this is the people who might not know about this book or they might not know about this resource and, and whatnot. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a really good point. If you're talking to someone like me, it's like, eh, I'm, you're not like I'm good. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm really not her. <laughs> like, I have my own resources. <laughs> right. And I, I'm thinking about like you and, and Van Leith and it's like, you're not her audience either. Like, you know, what's up. So for her audience, I'm, tr- I, I'm just trying to listen to, you know, I mean, yeah. And that's what I'm just like for her audience. I think it's good. I think it's the least that she can do is like, post what she's doing on social because those people are the ones I need to see it. That's like, true. Not me, but them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really touched by how the women of your season rallied behind Rachel after her interview with Chris Harrison that like, I think will just kind of like go down as one of the most um, pivotal pop culture moments of the year for like not the decade, honestly. Um, yeah. What was your reaction to that when you first saw it? I mean, I love how I'm laughing at it now because it's still kind of like shocking. It's shocking. <laughs> it's like, it's so shocking that like you have that, like you laugh because you don't know what yeah, else to do. Right. Like, it's crazy. Wow. I didn't like, I, it's still crazy to me that that actually happened. And it was really, I mean, the most disappointing thing was that there was no accountability to be had, you know, there wasn't any accountability on the show on ABC on Warner for what had happened. It was just like, brush our hands off with Chris. Like this is his doing he's in the wrong, like we're going to keep going. Um, especially because as a comps professional, it's like whenever someone does something wrong as a company, when you do something wrong, it's like, in my mind, the right next step is to communicate how you're going to do better and how you're going to fix it. So what was really disheartening was to know that I don't know that they have any intentions on digging at the root of the issue and the problem. Um, so that was really unfortunate, but the Chris thing, I mean, Rachel said it best herself. I think so for so long, for what, however, like roughly 20 years, we've seen Chris Harrison as Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. In that interview, we saw Chris Harrison for Chris Harrison. Yeah. Chris Harrison on The Bachelor. Right. Um, and that was, I mean, that was shocking, 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 but people had to see it. Yeah. It really was shocking. I, I still kind of can't believe it. Um, would you watch the show again at all? First of all, um, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in- genuinely, Julia? I have no interest. Um, yeah. I. It wasn't even entertaining to watch my season back. Like I, it wasn't. I, it's true. I, it was not entertaining. No offense to you at all. No, none taken. I thought it was going to be entertaining to watch yourself back on TV, make a fool of yourself, do a little joke here and there. But like, to me, that's not what escapism reality TV looks like. Like, I didn't want to see that. I know. The Victoria stuff was rude. It's it's actually been lost because of all the Chris Harrison stuff. Um, But making Victoria such a central character for the first five weeks, plus Anna... I'm just like, who wants to watch this? Mean Girls is like funny because it's a movie and it's not real. But like seeing this is like, no, thank you. I'm just like, absolutely not. And I've mentioned this so many times, but I will never get over her taking the tiara off Catalina's head. It's just like the most offensive thing I've seen on the show in like a long time. I thought that was so fucked up. It was like, I mean, if I'm being honest, like it really truly was like a lack. I mean, I was, I'm just watching it. Okay. I will say that my experience in the house was not reflective of what was shown on television, but watching it back, it was, yeah, that was really, really mean, really, really toxic. And it like, it was just not nice. It was just not nice. And that's why it's like, I personally, I, 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 it's hard for me to sympathize with people because I'm like, it was a physical, I thought it was a, it was like a, a breach of physical boundaries. I was like, that's not okay. It really bothered me. Really, really bothered me. It was, and it was, it was also tough too, as I guess another contestant as a bystander, because in my mind, I'm like, as long as the cameras are not on me, I'm like, (laughs) I'm fine. Um, But in hindsight, it's like, yeah, I mean, I wish that we, I wish that we had spoken up to make it a more um, livable environment, like a more tolerable environment for everyone. What were you aware of? Like, because you said that what you saw on TV actually was not representative of your experience. Like, what was it like in the house day to day? And by house, I mean the resort. Yeah, the thing is, is at that point, like, let me just taking back taking it back to my experience. Like, there are thirty people there. Yeah, I don't see all those thirty people every day. I don't really. If I'm being honest with you, I don't really care to get to know that many of those <laughs> because they're not going to be there that long. 
So it was really just like trying to like preserve my energy because it is a really exhausting process to film stuff like that every single day. So I didn't see it. Like there was mm-hmm. just so many things that happened on screen that I was like, I never saw that. I, I didn't see her take the crown off her head or I didn't see her call Katie a, a B word. Sure. Like, those are just all things that happened like without my knowing and completely went right over my head. And if it, if I did see something transpiring, oh, you would bet your ass I would have like, I bounced. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time yeah. I saw something brewing, I'm like, I'm going to go into the dining room and stuff my face. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I personally made it. I actually made an extra effort to stay away from any drama that happened. Mm-hmm. So whenever I say it wasn't reflecting my personal experience, it's like, we all really got along. Like I even got along with Victoria. Wow. <laughs> because. Hey, the- I could tell. It seemed like people liked her in the house. She seemed like people thought she was fun. Other group dates. She was a comedic relief for sure. Like, and if I'm being honest, because I mean, let's just be real. Like, it's you're on you're on a date, you're on a group date. No one wants to be on a group date. I don't care if it's for Matt. No one wants to be there talking and seeing him flirt with other women. So to have Victoria provide comedic relief during those instances, like, oh, we had a ball, we had a blast. It made it that much more fun. Nice, but. So yeah, that's what I mean. But it's not to say that none of those things are not to discredit any of the things that she did or that she said or that anyone else that her said it because they happened and it was really nasty. Totally. Who are your closest friends from the show? I would have to say like all the women of color, Piper, Chelsea, Michelle, Serena P, Ryan, Kate. like we all, like we all keep in touch, like very, very that's awesome. So I mean, every single one of them, um, yeah, I'm I'm still extremely close with. I, like I said, those relationships are going to be forever for sure. Did the um, Chris Harrison incident and everything with Rachel and just the fact of how poorly race and diversity was handled make you guys feel closer together than you might have otherwise? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what was so different about this cast is that it was really, really hard for us. Like, Mm -hmm. I think watching any season back, if you have a cast that's predominantly, you know, non-POC, they're just watching back a normal show and they get to see their love stories unfold and they get to see their personalities come through or, you know, whatever it is. And you get to actually enjoy the experience. And for us, it was like a really not enjoyable experience and like not reflective of the experience I had on the show right. which made it even more shocking and surprising to have to like go through it. So the fact that we all had each other to lean on for support and strength during that time, like, Oh, we bond like, like this. I'm really glad you had each other. Otherwise it must be like, just so it would have been like so isolating. I, I think that's the other thing about the pandemic is like, everything that I think has surrounded this really botched season and absolute missed opportunity to, to show a different type of love story or just a different, just, it's not like put the love story aside, just like different people. Like it's just people. Yeah. Just a different type of person. And, and not even to say that like, you know, all everyone was like different in the same way, but just like true, true diversity. Right. Like was totally missed. Yeah. And I think that stings more given the the current moment, obviously with the prevalence and the prominence of the black lives matter movement, but also like, don't you just feel like in the pandemic, people just like want to be seen and like, just want to like make connection. And it's just like, it's so much harder to do it. Connections with people. And you want to be able to like relate to people and whatever they say, like resonates with you. And and I'm going to be just super upfront too. Like going on the show, it was easy to like make the decision to do it because I remember my friends, my close friends being like, go on the show. The girls are going to be crazy. Like you're going to really, really stand out. Like just go on the show. Obviously you're going to win and make it. And I went on the show first night. I kid you not. I was like, oh my God, these girls are actually really cool. I was like, <laughs> so cool. And I'm going to have a really hard time standing out. And I really, I meant that. I mean that too, till this day, because there were so many incredibly smart women there. Like not only beautiful, not only beautiful, but like just smart and intelligent. And we had great conversations and were funny. And I was like, it was just such a missed opportunity because you never get to see. Yeah like successful black women on tele, like on television like that. You never get to see them in a really positive light like that. So it was so unfortunate that like you didn't get to see us at all. <laughs> I was really excited about Lauren before the fact. So I was like, I can tell Lauren has a really cool career. She's a lawyer. I was like, I always like when there's a lawyer, lawyer. on the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like mad we got no Lauren. Just to your point no, about cool no careers Lauren. and smart women. And it was hilarious. <laughs> so funny. But she was like, when I when I went through the bios beforehand, I think I picked Lauren as like person I most wanted to be friends with. And I was like, why didn't I get to find out if this was true or not? I was pissed. It was, it was so, it was angry, honestly. And Lauren's like the most, like the chillest person too that I, that I know from the show. So I'm just like, it's unfortunate. Like, you know, it's like, it's almost like bad behavior gets rewarded. And yeah. that was like the unfortunate, like revelation. I think during the show was like bad, crazy, toxic behavior got rewarded. Did you, did you feel manipulated while you were on the show? And, and like, as a relatedly, did you, did you have a sense of what the, the storylines were as they were coming together? Honestly, I didn't. I really, I, I mean, I had a sense. Okay. I had a sense of what the storylines were coming together. Did I think it was going to be that exacerbated watching it back? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for a fact, I also did not feel manipulated because going into it, I had a very clear clear vision of like what exactly was going to happen. I think regardless, anyone just kind of like lets their wall down in that type of environment. Sure. There's so much like overstimulation and a lot happening and you're running so low on energy, but I, I think I knew what was happening at all, all times. It's, it's funny. I think that speaks a lot also to like what people jokingly and sometimes lovingly, but also just sort of like cynically say is like the quote unquote magic of TV. And yeah. so much of all kinds of television, but really reality also really does come together of like what you're seeing is so much a factor of the editing because with reality TV and like other shows, they have so much tape, right? Like they're rolling for so many hours per day, even if it's like only like a two month shoot, like that's still so much yeah, tape. So, so tape. there's a lot of, uh, and not even saying like many, like good edit, bad edit, but there's just a lot of subjective decision-making of like what we're going to show. And so, yeah. and this, I, it's this a big, big especially felt like overly manufactured in a way, especially yeah. because I'm saying like it didn't feel reflective of my personal experience. Like it felt like trying, like it's like we're yeah. gonna try to put this pulling in your face. Actually, like this is what we really want you to focus on. Um, yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. What did you do during the day when you weren't on a date or whatever? It seemed like you guys were like having like just a long sleepover slumber party, a long sleepover, a long slumber party. And that's why, let me tell you, whenever something did happen, I was like front row seat <laughs> because it was entertaining because believe it or not, it's, it is really boring. Like when you're not on a date, there is nothing to do. I ate a lot. I ate and slept a lot. Like if you, if you like walked by me, you would always usually see me like mummified sleeping under a blanket <laughs> because we probably had a full hair and makeup done. So I would just lay on my back and like sleep at any point. That's in funny. Time if I could. Did you do your own hair and makeup every day? Yeah. Own hair and makeup every day with the help of the girls, of course, like sure. put on those eyelashes and stuff. So. Sure. <laughs> and your style, noticeably great style. I feel like a lot of people commented on that. You, I know you had some like really like high fashion pieces, like a Jacques Mousse top and like, some like really like cool current stuff. Did you have a stylist? Did you know about that yourself? Like where did all these clothes come from? Yeah, Julia, honestly, I had the help of my two best friends. One of them, well, they're both in law school actually, Mm. but what they love to do on the side is style and shop for expensive clothes. So I had like all my friends, we put together a Google doc and we like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like I had it's like Pinterest week two. Yeah. Like week two date, like week three. People wear it like cocktail parties, um, especially because I was working full time and I really didn't have the time to like go shopping and do any of that stuff. So we all just kind of like teamed up together and dropped everything in this Google Doc. And you're only on television. Well, I'm only gonna be on the reality television show once. No um, paradise so for go- you. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not convinced. Um, I had a really cathartic experience the first time. And I was thinking, I was, I was like joking, like, unless I go back as the bartender <laughs> or a host, like I don't really have any interest to be on the show in a dating capacity. Do you have your eye on anyone from bachelor nation? Or are you looking to date outside the franchise? I mean, I think I, I would be like shooting myself in the foot. If I dated someone from bachelor nation, um, you get a lot of attention. It'd be good for your Instagram followers. We'll see. We'll see who will. It has to be worth like someone worth it. Okay. But I don't have my eye on anyone right now. Okay. Do you regret quitting your job? No, 
people ask you that a lot you must get that a lot yes well everyone's been asking like did you get your job back and and you know let me just say too like if I wanted my job and I'm not saying I wasn't serious about it because I am very serious about my job my career but obviously like if I was very, very serious and knew that this was like the career that I wanted to take down the line, like I wouldn't have gone on the show in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, but I also like knew that it was something that I could always come back to. Like sure. it doesn't going on the show doesn't eliminate my skills. Going on the show doesn't eliminate like the work that I was doing. Um, so I don't regret quitting my job because I think it was time for me in my role to like explore other opportunities and explore other parts of my life that I wanted to focus on aka this relationship and my relationships in general. So I don't regret it. So many great things have come to me from the show, including like more family time and nice. more time with like my girls. And that's that's what I've been that's what I've been craving, I think, especially during the pandemic. So. Yeah, totally. So what are you up to now? Thinking about moving. Do you have a new job? Thinking about moving. Um I don't have a new job, but I am I've been putting feelers out there. I've been networking. I also am, you know, I love, I've been loving podcasting. So I've been nice. like putting like episodes together for maybe potential podcast down the line. Oh, cool. Uh, so we'll see right now. I'm like, I'm really just kind of like soaking it all in and like networking and really just kind of enjoying this leisurely period. Of my life. I know you got to You got to embrace it. Right. It's also like kind of, it's going to go away when the, I, I think come in the fall, people go back to like yeah, quote unquote, normal life, it. which I'm dreading, yeah. but. I mean, I'm putting it too. I'm, I'm going to, I know for a fact, I'm going to spend the rest of my life, like working my ass off. So I'm just going to really, really enjoy this time right now. Oh man. Um, yeah, you got, you got to, you got to milk it. Also, I feel like everyone's expecting the summer in New York to be like a boisterous, joyful time. Yeah. I've got to, I'm making it my personal mission to get up here by the summertime. Nice. Okay. seems like a lot of the women for your season are moving to New York. Everyone's in New York. It's crazy. I it's guess it's Every of the people who left every few years, there's a new city. That's like the center of gravity for bachelor nation. Like at one point it was Chicago, like a long time ago. Then it was like Denver. Then it was firmly LA. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of New York because so many of Clacia's guys are here too. And Tasha moved here and moving up there up here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's funny. I'm like, okay, well, cool. And the thing is too, is like a part of like me looking at this as much as I could looking at the bachelor, like very pragmatically, I only also went on because I did foresee New York in my future. Like I would have like transferred to New York. Um, I would have like maybe signed a short term lease there to like, see how I like it. So like all of everything had to line up to like, get me where I wanted to go. So it was just only like a cherry on top that Matt lived in New York. So I was like, Oh great. Well, I'm going to be there too. Cause I wouldn't have come <laughs> to show if I was planning on living in LA or, you know, somewhere sure. else so, sure. or being on staying in SF. Have you seen Matt yeah. since after the final rose? I haven't, I didn't even see him at, after the final rose. Oh, so, okay. We didn't even <laughs> talk about this. So yeah. you got, you got cut. Were you pissed? I was so, yeah, I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so sad. You know, I did the whole quarantine protocols. Yeah. And, showed up there and did the interview and had a great conversation. And yeah, it was very disappointing. I thought Emmanuel Otto did a really good job hosting. It's, it's like right. a, a quasi controversial opinion. Not everyone agrees, but I was, I was a fan. Um, did they give you the heads up that you were going to be cut or you just watch it and you're like, what the fuck? I'm not in this. Um, I had a heads up, you know, they're like, this is the run of the show. And I'm like, this is all like, I feel really, really crappy and was very disappointed to know that. Um, yeah, it sucked. I can't imagine wanting to like go back on the show after that happens to you. You're like, I gave you guys a lot and you've given me nothing in return. It's very disrespectful. It was was so hard. Like, it was just like, I like clearly, clearly nothing that I want, (laughs) like, or nothing that like I got out of this experience, like resonated well enough that you couldn't even show it. Um, and that's why, yeah, it's like, what's, what's the point, you know? Yeah. That really sucks. Really, yeah. It really sucks. They must have assumed that you weren't going to go on Paradise because I don't think they would have done that if if they if they, <laughs> they thought there was a chance. What you're no, not to spite you, but just because it's like narratively, yeah, that's not true. that important. If they if it must have known that that was not something you had your sight set on. Yeah, and they they, they know me really well. They know me really <laughs> well. And they're, they're like, we're 
let's just, let's just finish in Bree's journey here. <laughs> what do you think about all these rumors about Matt and Rachel reuniting and them and him also hooking up with other girls? <laughs> um, I can't say that I'm surprised. Yeah. I've been a Matt James fan long before he became famous. I, okay. cause I was a Tyler Cameron super fan. Yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned this every week. So it's like, it's like almost like a requisite. It's, <laughs> all you had to do is like, I don't know, Matt and Tyler were really into when it was a thing, hot boy summer, hot girl summer, like, you know, the yeah. Megan Thee Stallion yeah. thing that summer of 2019. And it's just like, of course that's what he's doing. And you know what? I also, who could blame him? He just had like a really arduous experience. Like have a little fun. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't feel, I, I don't, I'm not surprised. I also like think it makes sense and is like kind of normal. I'm like, do you Matt? I was going to say like, I think he is getting everything that he wanted. Good. So more power to Matt um, for, you know, just living your best life, doing whatever the fuck you want. Um, yeah, I will say I'm not, I'm not surprised. I mean, I can't imagine what that's like for them. Um, yeah, it sucks, I guess. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, it sucks to be Rachel, um, or any of yeah. the girls in that situation, but yeah, Matt is just out here living his best life. I mean, I think he kind of deserves it. He, he did come off a really tumultuous season that just yeah. ragged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm team Matt. I guess maybe that's my problem, but I, I'm team Matt. <laughs> well, I dated him. So I have different opinions. No, I mean, he, he really does deserve to just live his life. On, be able to move on from this. So do you like the beard? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, you're, you're I really am. You, oh, well, you are a Matt fan. But I am Matt fan. James fan over Tyler Cameron. Um, I would say it's equal. I think they both seem like good guys. Well, I, I know Tyler's a good guy. I see Matt. Matt seems like a good one too. I like it when people are really loyal to their friends. Like, I think that's just a really appealing quality. So the fact that they're like so loyal to each other is just like makes them both, uh, you know, makes them my estimation grow. Cause I think that's a really important quality. My friends were asking me about what I thought about the beard. And I was like, I think he's rebranding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. It's very James Harden. Yeah. And I, I, th- I did find it annoying that he did like the April fool's joke of like shaving it off. Like, no, <laughs> nope. Nobody cares that much, man. Like you actually aren't James Harden, but okay. Once again, <laughs> live your life, man. I, uh, You're I'm lying. just curious, like what's happening to their apartment. Like, you know, both of them posted so openly about where they live. I presume they got a, a break on their rent if they posted. So I'm just like, first of all, everyone knows where Matt James lives. So of course he like can't be home. Um, and second of all, like what's up with that apartment? It's just empty. Like, are empty they looking now. for, looking for a subletter? Like, could you live there? I don't know. I know. Out there. House me in New York. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <Okay>. Ask. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> just curious. Yeah. I mean, I just like, just thinking about it. So yeah. something, something to throw out maybe there. This is a reason to get back in touch with him. Yeah. We figured it out. Um, <laughs> who are you more excited to see as bachelorette, Katie or Michelle? Oh, I'm so close with Michelle. So I'm very excited to see Michelle. Nice. I feel bad that I pitted it against each other. We could be excited for both of them. You're right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. Honestly, I was just, I was telling Caitlin Bristow, I was like, you know, I think we should just like re like do a petition for only bachelorettes. Like I agree. I, bachelorette's a way better show. I like it way more, way, way more. That might be because we're women, but I only know what, Okay, but think about Tasha's season versus this season. Like, I actually went back to watch that back, and I was like, "Was I? Hold on, it's like, was my head on right? Like, am I just being crazy?" Great guys went back. Great guys, great conversations. We saw mm-hmm. love stories. Like, Shoot, we sure did. And those guys all love each other so much; they still hang out all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll be for it. I'll be for the Bachelorette only. Tasha and Caitlin are hosting Katie's season, which is currently in production. So, yeah. curious to see how that goes. Yeah. What do you think? Mexico. I think it's going to pan out. You know, I noticed the people, the people from your season don't seem to like Katie that much. So I, I'm curious, like what she'll be like as a lead. I actually think that that could be good for her as a lead. I feel like people didn't like Hannah that much either. Hannah Brown. And then she was a very Mm -hmm. entertaining lead. So, um, I don't know. Why don't people like Katie? What's going on there? 
<laughs> Personally, I mean, I think Katie's a great girl and I do think she's going to do really, really well as the lead because from my experience on the show, she was like meant for this. Mm. Like, it's I agree. Like any, it just seemed like a lot of the stuff. I mean, while I wasn't close to her on the show, that's because I told you I made extra effort to stay away from any drama. Even if that was like doing the right thing, I was out. I was in my room. <laughs> so I like, I think she's going to, I think that's probably why people are just like, oh, Katie, because people like call her a snitch, but mm. she's just, she's trying to make the house more livable for everyone. So right. okay, I think she was, I think she was meant for this in the sense that like, she's going to be entertaining. Like she's going to be herself. She's going to be, she's going to be great. Yeah. I think, I think she'll be a good lead too. She seems like excited to, she's to have funny. the attention. She got a really bad opening promo though. Like it was just the most budget thing I've ever seen with a really crappy outfit. So I hope they improve her style. <laughs> it's not her I, fault. I was, I'm not, I don't have any work. Okay. You know, I'm really big into fashion, Juliet. So I was, that <laughs> outfit was not it for me, but no. if that's, that's, that's Katie's vibe though. But she didn't pick that outfit either. I mean, I mean, she had to okay it, but it wasn't, it was presented to her. Um, I think it was presented to her among options. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Um, Brie, delightful to meet you. Good luck with your apartment search. I heard there's a lot of good deals in Manhattan right now if you can't sublet from Matt. So good luck. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you. And I'll be back next week. TBD on the show. I'm thinking some below deck sailing yacht as it's my favorite show at the moment, but uh, we'll see. Thanks again for listening. This episode was produced by Kaya McMullen and I'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.